do you ever just get overwhelmed by how good God is? God continues to move and work, and I pray that each of us will desire just to get out of the way and let him have his way. Amen. Uh, what a day we have had. Happy Mother's Day again to all the moms out there. And um, if your mom's no longer with us, as my mom is not, be thankful today. Thankful of the mom that you had. And um, happy Mother's Day. I ask you to take your Bible and turn with me to the book of John. John chapter 2 is where we're going to spend some time this morning. If um, you want to use that pew Bible that's right there in front of you, you can grab a hold of that and turn to page 1,222. We're going to go to John chapter 2, and in just a minute, I will join you, and we'll pick up reading in verse 1 of John chapter 2. Now, I saw these parenting quotes earlier this week, and some of them were, they just caused me to laugh out loud, and that doesn't mean you're getting ready to laugh. It might just mean I have a bad sense of humor. I don't know. But it um, made me think about moms. These are some mom statements. One mom said, having a two-year-old is kind of like having a blender, except you don't have the top for it. The quickest way for a mother to get a child's attention is to sit down and look comfortable. Why don't kids understand, one mom said, that their nap is not for them, it's for us. Having one child makes you a mother. Having two makes you a referee. Once you sign on to be a mother, 24-7 is the only shift that is offered. One mom said, it just occurred to me that the majority of my diet is made up of foods that my kids don't finish. One day I will be thankful that my child is strong-willed, but that will not be today in this grocery store. When your children are teenagers, one mom said, it's important to have a dog so that someone in your house is happy to see you. Silence is golden unless you have kids, and then silence is just suspicious. I thought this one was funny. It says, my kids will walk right past their father sitting on the couch and come bang on the shower door for me to open a package of fruit snacks. Come on, Dad. This is not Dad's Day. It's Mother's Day, right? So let's take care. Don't let that happen today, Dad. People who say they sleep like a baby usually don't have one. Every time I say no, my kids ask again, thinking that I did not understand the question. And then one mom finally said, based on the amount of laundry I'm doing, I'm going to assume that there are people living in this house that I have never seen. So I want to encourage you, take time today to think of mom. Take time today to speak to mom. Be around mom if you can and give her a big hug. And if you can't, pray for her. Be thankful for her impacts on your life. 
Let's stand together as we read from the Gospel of John chapter 2. I'm going to read the first 11 verses. John chapter 2. I'm going to pick up in verse 1 as we read God's Word together. It says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to, his, said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made into wine, he did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Thank you. You may be seated. We're going to take just a few minutes to walk back through God's Word. I have 15 men in the nursery that have threatened me that if I keep you long, they're going to make it hard on me in the future. So we're going to stay a long time, right? No, I ain't scared, right? When we get to John chapter 2, we see that in verse 1 that Mary, the mother of Jesus, this caught my attention because we're talking about a mom on Mother's Day, said that Jesus is at a wedding. But verse 2 tells us that Jesus and his disciples were invited. Do you know, I think it's really cool that Jesus was invited to a wedding. But you know what's even cooler than that? Jesus went to the wedding. I just think that's really cool that people wanted to be around Jesus, that Jesus liked being around people, to have fun, to celebrate. Church, those of us that know Jesus, we should be like him and hopefully ask the Lord to help us be magnets by how we act and treat people. We should have fun. We should have fun that is pleasing to God. And so I love the fact that Jesus was invited to a wedding, that he went, that he took the disciples and that they had a good time. Next time you're at a wedding, just stop for a moment and go, Jesus did this. I just think that's really cool. And I'm going to be at a wedding in two days. Call Alexi. This is your two-day warning. Call Alexi. You're getting married on Tuesday. It's going to be a fun time. But in that moment, realize Jesus went to a wedding. I just think that's Really cool. But while at the wedding, the unthinkable happens. Scripture tells us that they run out of wine. Now, weddings in this culture were huge events. They were not single-day events. They lasted more than a week most times. The community was involved. It started and it went, and it was a big deal. And running out of wine would have been considered unacceptable. Now, this is what made me think, 
about advice that Angela has likely given our two sons. Things that I've seen her say is, if you're going to have people, you don't run out of food. Now, fish fry, we didn't run out of food last night. There was fish left over. They were auctioning fish over. You know, I like a fish fry when you go, and right at the end they're going, we still got plenty. Now, that's, that's a good thing. You don't want to run out of fish at a fish fry. You don't want to run out of wine at a wedding. And if you follow the advice that Angela lives by, that she probably has taught her boys by, is if you're inviting 20 people over to your house, prepare for 50. At least that's the way I interpret what happens at my house. You just don't run out of food. And in this situation, they ran out of wine. And Jesus finds out that they ran out of wine. If you go back and look at Scripture, Jesus found out because his mom told him. I think that's cool. That when Mary saw a problem, she reached out for Jesus. My mom would inform me of many things. Now, she was not Mary, and I am not Jesus, but I love the relationship that me and my mom had where we could talk about anything, and all of a sudden, Mary says, there's a problem. I know an answer. Many believe that because Mary knew all of this behind-the-scenes work and activities, such as running out of wine, that this was either for a son that she may have had or a close family member because she seemed to be aware of all the specifics. And so Jesus, when Mary comes to him in verse 3 and says, hey, we've run out of wine, Jesus speaks back to Mary, woman. Now, we need to be very careful. This is not a negative word in this culture and this connotation. And let me show it to you why. If you go, if we were, we're not turning there, but if you were to John 19, verse 26, Jesus is on the cross and he's looking down at his mom and John standing at the foot of the cross. And he says, woman, see your son. Son, see your mother. It was a loving gesture at this time. This is a personal comment that he says, but Jesus calls back and says, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? Now, this is a term of misunderstanding. It means don't worry. It means you don't quite understand what's going on. Leave things to me, and I will settle this in my own way. Let me tell you what I heard Jesus say when mom came to him and said, you got to do something. And he said, woman, but it's not my time yet. This is another way of Jesus likely saying, Mom, right? And I've done many things in my life because my mom just basically said, you need to do something right here. Now, whether you're young in this room, eventually mom's going to look at you and go, you just need to do this. Or when we've gotten older, your mom's looked at you and go, you just need to do this. Sometimes we just know when our mom looks at us and talks to us that we just need to do something. And so Mary came to Jesus. Being a son of a strong mother as well, I can hear her saying, Jesus, do something. And then look at verse 5. It says, Mary says one final sentence in this dialogue. Whatever he says to you, do it. You see, Mary in this moment trusts Jesus. Now in verses 6 and 7, Jesus obviously steps in to do something. 
and he tells them to fill the six water pots full of water. And they fill them to the brim to get as much into it as they can. This would be somewhere between 120 and 180 gallons of water. So this is not something that happened in a moment. Hey, fill up these containers. You know how long it would have taken to have gone and dipped out nearly 180 gallons of water and filled this up. So this was an exercise of following what Jesus said for them to do. They fill them to the brim, they bring them, and then Jesus tells them in verse 8, now, take some out and take it to the master of the feast. You know, it's interesting. These servants who had just put 180 gallons of water into these six stone pots, Jesus tells them, now take some out and take it to the master. These are the servants taking it to the master. And Scripture says they took it. They knew it was water going in, but they took it. I wonder how many of us would have just done what Jesus said. How amazing this is. Verse 9, even knowing that they filled the pots with water, Jesus told them, draw some out, referring to the water. The master tasted it, but didn't know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water, they knew exactly where it came from. Now, as you read this, I don't know when it changed from water to wine. I know how it changed. Jesus made it happen. I don't know exactly when it changed, but I have an opinion. I believe that it likely changed after they drew it out. You see, they had to take a step of faith. God responds to our steps of faith. Think about another example in the Bible where a mom was getting involved. In 1 Kings chapter 17, we meet a woman. The only thing we know her of is is, is the widow of Zarephath. She's a mom preparing her last meal for her and her son. Elijah, the prophet, is there. He asked for a cake first. The mom had to decide to live on her understanding of she had not much left or to trust God. She made Elijah's cake first. And Scripture says that her supply never runs out. Now, I don't believe that her supplies went over the brim full. I believe that she always had enough to always have enough. And she did that because she trusted what God told her to do, to always have enough. You see, I believe on this Mother's Day that God may withhold much of what he desires to do until we respond in faith. He calls us, but he's not going to do until we respond, until we do. I think that God waits. And so I believe that this somewhere, well, I, I can't prove this, but I believe that somewhere after it went in as water and it got dipped out, by the time it got to the master, it was what we saw here, the best wine ever, they said here in the Scripture. And verse 11 tells us that this was the beginning of the signs of Jesus. You've read, you've heard, that this is Jesus' first miracle. Verse 11 says that it is then that he began to manifest or make known his glory and that people began to believe in him. Now, I was asked earlier this week, 
whether I thought God still did miracles. Church, I'm here to tell you that I do. I do believe that God does miracles. I really do. God can do anything that He desires. Amen? And it's not limited to what He has done, and He has done a lot. But I do not believe that God has taken anything off the table. 2 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9 says this, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him. What that tells me is, those that put water in the pot, those that take it to the master, God says, I can respond to that kind of faith. I want my life to be lived that way, don't you? Moms, don't you want to raise these children, not just the ones who just took a parent a dedication right there, but moms, don't you want to see your children live in that kind of way before the Lord? to do everything that he said. I want my life to be that way. I want to live in such a way that my life, that I do all the things he desires to do. I want him to do the things, I want him to have right to do the things in me, to me, and through me. How about you on this Mother's Day? Now I want to go back and read one verse. So if you've still got your scripture open, look at John chapter 2, verse 5. It says that, his mother, that would be Mary, said to the servants, whatever he, that would be Jesus, says to you, do it. Now, it's an important note. John chapter 2, verse 5. These words that Mary said, whatever he says to you, do it. These are the last recorded words of Mary in Scripture. If on this Mother's Day, Mary, the mother of Jesus, could give you one piece of advice. I believe she would say something like this. Whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. Right? That's what God wants. Whatever Jesus says, do it. And that's where we are confronted in Scripture today. Yes, we've seen the miracle. But on this Mother's Day, I want us to heed the advice of the mother of Jesus. Whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. That's what Angela would tell her boys. It's what you want for your children. It's what your mother wants for you. But we know beyond all of that, it's clearly what God wants you know, some might consider that simple statement in John chapter 2, verse 5, the best motherly advice ever given. Some might even consider that's the best advice given, period, whether it came from a mom or not. Whatever he says to you, do it. So here's a question I have for you this morning. What's Jesus telling you to do? What's he telling you to do? Could be with a challenge that you're facing. Could be with a situation that you're in. Could be a family matter. Could be a relationship challenge. Could be something great that he wants you to step out on faith to begin to be faithful in. 
It could be something that you've got a hold of that he, Jesus, would tell you, set that down. Don't do that anymore. What is Jesus telling you to do? So as we draw to an end, yes, I said we draw to an end. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Commit yourself to doing everything that Jesus says to do. Commit your children, as we've done here, to doing what Jesus says to do. Recommit yourself as a mother, as a father, as a parent, as a grandparent, to live a life of doing everything that Jesus says to do. Everyone, time to commit. Everyone, time to trust. Everyone, time to act. I was reading this uh, statement. I was reading one of the lectures of uh, uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. I was reading it on Thursday, and you're going, Jeff, you're just reading lectures? Yeah, I'm a man of wide reading. But I was reading this, and church, it just hit me that it's not called. You think, you know, you think about the book of Acts. This is a statement I got from there. We're not given the book of thoughts of the apostles. Think about that. We're not given the book of wants of the apostles. Church, the Holy Spirit, God himself, gave us the book of Acts, the acts of the apostles. What you desire means nothing. I mean, it's important, but if you don't do something, what you want to do, what you know to do, if you don't do it, you're not heeding the best advice ever. But the book of Acts, it's the Acts of the Apostle. So this morning, I want to encourage you. What's Jesus telling you to do? Do. We've seen God work. We continue to see God work. And I'll tell you, I spend extra time because I just want to, one, stay out of the way. Two, I want to see it continue. Do you want to see God continue to move and work in your life, in your family, in your church, and in your community? Four people want to see God continue to work. Let me ask that a quick because I know you probably weren't ready for the audience participation part of this service, but I'm, I'm, I'm hyping this up, okay? Do you want to see God continue to work in your life, in your family, in your church, and in your community? Amen, right? What are you going to do? What does Jesus want you to do today? That's the best advice ever. Do whatever Jesus says. Amen?